Welcome to Fireteam Chat, IGN's Destiny Show. Thank you so much for joining us today. Joining me in the studio is CJ Gibson. What's up? Sean Finnegan. Chomp, chomp. Uh, and James Duggan. Boom. James Duggan likes to steal <laughs> intros. On today's show, we're going to be talking all about the PTR coming to Destiny 2. That's very exciting. We're going to be talking about the roadmap of changes, and we're going to be talking a little bit about Escalation Protocol. Overall, how have you guys been doing with Warmind? Pretty well? Pretty good. I'm definitely yeah. up on it. It was a sharp downward slope at launch, and I was not feeling it. But I've totally bounced back from that. I'm actually really enjoying the game. Yeah, very, very much on the Destiny train right now. We're playing so much, which is crazy because you won the last week's Fireteam Chat episode by not being on the Destiny train. Your (laughs) uh, your comments were a little. Well, wait, wait, wait. Before we get into it, there's a mm, bunch mm. of stuff on the road that I want to go over real quick. So let's run that down. Bungie has released a new roadmap outlining changes that will take place through September. Some of the bigger items include major exotic changes to the armor and a PTR-like mode for PvP called Crucible Labs. According to design lead Derek Carroll, Crucible Labs will give you a peek behind the scenes and a louder voice in their creative process. Every player can try out experimental PvP content and give feedback before it goes into the game. On May 29th, we can expect faction rally improvements and exotic armor sandbox changes. Then, in July, we're getting a new seasonal event called Solstice of Heroes, Bounties, prestige modes for both raid layers, PC clan text chat, year one triumphs, and more exotic armor changes. Finally, in September, gear collections, records, weapon slot changes, weapon randomization, and new gameplay modes will be revealed alongside even more we can expect to hear about soon. And that's just what's on the roadmap. On May 29th, Bungie's senior investment designer, Daniel Akinpo, said that they're going to be working on heroic strikes so they drop higher rewards and become part of the power climb in Destiny. They'll begin dropping a legendary every three to five heroic strikes that will bring you up to 360 power without mods. In addition, Escalation Protocol key drops will now have a 100% drop chance with each heroic strike. In addition, they said they're tracking a few issues that they don't have solutions for yet. Those include the wall you hit once you hit 345 power, what to do after clearing your milestones for the week as there isn't much to do at that point currently, adding more tiers to endgame progression, and the quality of rewards for more difficult activities. Before all that happens, you can expect a new Iron Banner running May 22nd through 29th, which will be Control. There will be a new reputation system from Saladin and a ton of new rewards to acquire directly from his inventory, including weapons. I'm very happy about that. Pictured was a hand cannon, sidearm, assault rifle, SMG sniper, and rocket launcher, and of course, that amazing new armor set. The Bungie app for your phone is also adding LFG, stats and medals, and vendor access is being tweaked to be easier to find. For summer and beyond, they're working on a better gear solution for the mobile app. And finally, just a simple PSA, if you're on the power level grind, wait one week to pick up your clan engram, as currently they will not drop at your power level, but they will next week. Now, let's talk about all that on the show, but it's kind of a huge turnaround for Bungie. Okay, so that's everything on the way. Sean, (laughs) you're back. You're in it. You're enjoying it. Yeah, very much on the Destiny train, like I said before. Uh, I have to preface this with saying, like, I think a large part of it is because I'm playing on PC now, so I don't have (laughs) any of the weapons. I don't have any of the armor. And I replayed the game from the beginning, so back to the original campaign, all through Curse of Osiris and then through Warmind. So really, like, minus Warmind, which I just played on Xbox like a week ago, the game feels kind of new to me. It's different on PC at at 60-plus frames. Well, even just the gameplay itself feels very different on PC, but in combination with the gameplay feeling new and fast and precise like it would on PC, uh, there's also just a lot of stuff for me to do. Like I haven't collected the weapons. I haven't collected the armor. So there's a lot of stuff for me to acquire. And I feel that sense of progression that I've always loved about destiny, which is like, wow, I have a lot to do. I have a lot to accomplish. So let's, let's let's roll back the tape in our minds to before destiny two came out. And I made a bold prediction. The PC was going to be the definitive platform. Mm -hmm. Literally all of us at this table and everybody in this office is playing on PC. It's an inclusive platform. Not everybody play on controller. Yeah, PS4. Most people in the office. Marty, there's a couple of people. Zach, Barrett. Oh, yeah, I guess Yeah, There's a few people. But again, so let's preface this this way. Right. Let's preface it this way. The 
the majority of the people who are playing it as a hobby, like for a living, the way we are, are on PC. Living. Correct. Well, we we are. I hate how you say I get hobby that because it makes me think casual. What you mean is hardcore. But they yeah, say well, it right? as a hobby, like to do it for yeah. like Destiny as a hobby. So, but it is hobbies are different in Canada. It's <laughs> oh, it's not. <laughs> it's Bungie saying it that way. I'm just saying, like, I think yeah, the people who are jumping into the DLCs, like Doug and we were talking a little bit about uh, the ebb and flow, like the sign mm. curve that happens when DLCs come out. Those are the people <clears> that are playing on, you know. The PlayStation Xbox. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't think that there's any, like, I don't think that there's any, it's like, you know, there's a lot of play, people who play Overwatch on console. Sure. Yeah. But That's great. I don't think that. Good point. Long story short, I don't care what platform you're playing on. Tons of people are playing Destiny. We're here to talk about the <laughs> updates. So I'm going to cut everybody off and we're going to get the show back on the train Boom. that we are going towards. Uh, PTR was announced for Destiny 2. So let's talk about Crucible. Sean, we played together. Mm-hmm. We've all been playing a little bit more Crucible and they're adding something called Crucible Labs. Mm. I am really, really excited about this feature. CJ. Uh, this is going to be awesome. This is going to be yeah. like Overwatch and a lot of the other games that do PTRs. I only know of Overwatch. <laughs> but, uh, uh, like every Rainbow Blizzard Six game has almost. one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What's, uh, what's player knowns Battlegrounds? Yeah, yeah. Oh, what's cool is that uh, yeah we can play Crucible modes now together like we just did in one v one. Yeah. Oh, oh sorry. I didn't Go want check to leave out that, that video. Didn't want to leave that till chat. the end of the show. <laughs> there, but uh, good point. No, the PTR thing is super cool. I hope they do. Yeah, just various game modes and and they change it up a lot. That's what it's neat. Yeah, so just to explain for people out there what PTR yeah. is, is it's it stands for Public Test Realm, <laughs> and it's something that game developers who do heavily influ- heavily multiplayer-influenced games have been doing for a long time, where essentially players can connect to a separate server mm-hmm. where they have implemented different changes and stuff to the sandbox, and they're basically testing them out before it goes live in the full game. It's totally something you can opt into in other implementations. We don't know how this is going to work in Destiny well, yet. Well, here's something really cool, Sean. They say every player of Destiny 2 access to the experimental PvP content will happen. So that that's means cool. console players and <clears throat> PvP players. Yeah, that's NPC great. Players. So maybe that's it works cool. as like it's a playlist or something in the Crucible sort of like... And that's what Fortnite thingy. is doing right now. Fortnite, when you log in, you see like 50v50 or like this new special mode or snipers only. Like that is what I wanted Destiny to implement. And even if it is maybe even just a weekly feature, that's fine with me. Even one week of playing something new would be cool. Yeah, I mean, so like I again, I hate to bring up World of Warcraft, but in terms of PTR, that's <laughs> yeah. where, the right guy here. Know, you right? Know? That's where the my my uh, sort of most intensive experience with PTR like stuff has happened. But in WoW, it would be like we know there's a big patch coming out in three months. And from now until then, PTR is open, and you can connect to the server, and this is where all the changes are live, Mm -hmm. and they're testing them out. And guess what? Some of it's a little broken. Sometimes there's crashes and there's bugs. you got to be okay with that. But basically, we're here to see if these changes work, and if they don't, we'll change them before it goes live, and if they do, then they'll stay in for the live patch. This helps people prevent things like, I think, something like this would have helped us prevent the special ammo change back in Destiny 1, Mm -hmm. where the change went live, and it stayed live for a year, and everyone hated it. Mm -hmm. Uh, John, you were a big... Uh, You really, really wanted a PTR in Destiny. You have it, or you're going to have it very soon. For PvP. Yeah. That's one environment. You know, I I think that a lot of us, the frequency and consistency of Bungie's mistakes, um, historically, with Destiny 2, have been staggering. Uh, Almost every release, there is some kind of major bug... That is, whether it be, um, oh man, what was that called? The the laser Prometheus lens, Prometheus lens yeah. um, uh, bugs Heavy with strikes, with raids, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, things the, the that, raid, the raid day one that we beat and then we wiped, yeah. And that and they said that wasn't a widely spread problem, sure. And then they're like, oh yeah, totally. Right. And then they uh, fixed it. I think, I think this time they could have gotten very valuable feedback about how heroic strikes feel completely under incentivized and how doing something like. Um, the Herald of Zol, which is a really cool fight, and I really enjoyed playing Heroic, but we got hardly anything for it. We got nothing for it, actually. We got 335 gear. Uh, I, th- I feel like that feedback is where I would want to see progress. So having a PTR in PvP is a step forward. I think it could lead to a much better environment. It could lead to a lot more experimentation, like wild experimentation. They could vastly go in one direction or another, and then if people don't like it, they'll be like, all right, well, we'll just revert it. Well, hearing, hearing, but, hearing their notes about like the strike stuff already, I'm very happy to see that they're like, yeah, we screwed up but that, but that's But look, that's but it's reactionary. Retroactive, right? It's always retroactive. It's yeah. always reactionary. It's never preventative. And I think that with, with a game like Destiny, where the cadence for 
content releases for PvE and group PvP are so infrequent, you really have to get it right or else you miss. And I feel like they've missed with every content release in Destiny 2, which is not to say they're not getting better, but I feel like the vast majority of players are getting in, going up against this now 345 wall, previously, what was it, 280 or 265 or something? soft cap was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This progression wall bouncing off the game and being like, well, all right, whatever. But see, you're talking about those as if they're actually flaws. And they are. They are flaws. Right. Are I mean, flaws. I, I get that, but it's not that. Well, that's a design decision. That is not sure. a flaw. That's subjective, but it I think is. it's, 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 you can look at it objectively enough to say it's a flaw. The community is, hey, 350 strikes are rewarding 335s. This doesn't make sense. But this isn't a fun I, gameplay loop. So and they're like, I hey, see, you're right. We're going to I see that. what you're driving at. But yeah. That's the thing yeah. is, PTR at least affords people the opportunity to voice their opinion, where exactly. before you didn't have that. Yeah. So, yes. like, you're right. Maybe it was a design, design decision to do whatever, the special ammo change, right? Yeah. But at least we would have had the opportunity to be like, I think this is poor. Yeah. And if everyone, that's what the internet. If ninety eight percent of the people, <laughs> yeah, they would said that, and they said, "Well, this is what we think is best." Then we have to take that. Here's my only argument against that, and every, the, the problem is, it seems like I'm defund, defending Bungie all the time. I get you it. are fine. Okay. So there it is. But regardless, <laughs> I was saying this before. I don't want a PVE PTR because I think it takes <clears throat> away from what Destiny is at its core. Like, oh, let you experience all the content first and find all the well, secrets. No, and that's then you're that's, go that's a totally it. valid point. Uh, no, yeah. and, and that's and that's me, something that with World of Warcraft and, and with other PVE games that they need players to test out because they don't have the internal resources to do it to the degree that they need to. Right. Mm-hmm. And and I think the amount of content in Destiny is not high enough to justify that. So I agree yeah. with you in the sense that I think for the folks who are in it, it will spoil the experience. Yeah, like PvE or PvP for sure. I, like I don't mind that because I feel like those are just modes. But for PvE content, but they can well, still I, do like. But that's the I thing is know. you don't I, just go to the Nessus idea, PTR version. Hey, we're I, doing the PTR again, on Nessus this not week. the whole game client wasn't available in World of Warcraft's PTR. It was just particular sections of the thing, right? So yeah. like. I can totally understand why it would not be good to have PTR for PvE when you're revealing a raid, for instance. Right. Because you don't want yeah. people to have an exclusive, not even exclusive because I guess everyone's going to have access, but just a sneak peek at the content before it drops. Like I don't think that that's a good thing. But for things that exist in the game regularly, like maybe strikes, stuff that's always been in the game, yeah. like that could be a beneficial thing, and, right? A and PTR I, strike playlist. Yeah, yeah and, I, and I get what you're saying about like, yeah, fixing some of these cap or progression issues. That makes sense. Yeah. But I mean, those are things that I think are done intentionally, and I don't know if PTR in advance of enough would actually fix that. Like Some of it is, I think, exploring what that is in min-maxing. Like you guys ultimately, what I, level I, I actually, are you? I agree with well, 383. Yeah, but yeah. he had to make three characters to, to facilitate that. I, I get yeah. that, but that's kind of been a no staple of Destiny. Destiny. Well, yeah, I'm I know. 371. I've been playing on one character. I've been enjoying it, but man, getting the 335, I almost quit. Yeah, And didn't difficult. experience the rest of the Warmind, which I've really enjoyed. So there is a balance to be had, and I agree with you. I don't think Destiny has the amount of PvE content to make a PTR for PvE appropriate. Um, but I do think that they need to find their formula and start sticking to it and making these lasting design decisions and stop second-guessing themselves um, because it's it's like the, the the hard cap or soft cap, what was it? Was it 265? You could take that and make a direct inference to, to 345 um, and say that's one-to-one, and I feel like they should have caught that the first time. And the fact that we're in yeah. this, a second st- sequel, you know, do you do you think this this Crucible Labs is going to impact both sandboxes for the better? I think it'll uh, yes. impact PvP for sure. Yeah, I, I don't know about PvE. Indirectly, I think it will because they're doing some of what I've been asking them to do, where they're making exotics more powerful, and then that's translating to different meta in PvP. Mm-hmm. But time to kill in PvP needs to be increased or no decreased. Faster time to kill. That, that's, yeah, that's what most people are I think wanting. It's, I right? feel like like, it's funny because like. Personally. I think a lot of people would agree with you just in general, but yeah. there is this phenomenon that I've been experiencing, especially now on PC, where things are much faster. Where like, uh, <laughs> well, we've been telling you this for like seven months because of the field of view, and yeah. there's a bunch of other things like I the do, field of view. Is, the field of I view mean, is I mean, the issue. I'm not disagreeing, but what I'm saying is like, I don't know that it's as exaggerated on console that it is on PC because people just have greater control. Well, yeah, the extra frames as well as the the, the view is huge. Yeah, but the, and just, you know, mouse and keyboard, greater precision, greater reflexes, like more, all that, whatever. But point is, the phenomena that I've experienced is that 1v1 TTK feels okay. 
1v a group and you get vapor melted like, right you instantly. can't you can't so, decrease the yeah, time on kill one rate. hand it feels too be, low but then on another hand it feels like too much like that's a tough duty. spot to be in that, yeah, exactly like, so okay so all this stuff right i got the uh, we'll talk about this later but i got the ikelios uh, smg and it's a really cool thing that i want to test out in pvp <laughs> from completing this awesome escalation protocol and we'll get into that later and, yeah. and why we like it but um if the time to kill was shorter the difference between weapons is vastly mitigated. Yeah. Feeling this versus feeling that, you need time to have the dance, even if it's a little bit of time. This is what everybody said about Destiny 1 when it came out. Oh, it's too fast. It's not like Halo. And I think they took that feedback literally and they made it a little bit slower. But the majority of the thing. PvP people, Dude, well, ask that's Steven. Cra- it's crazy to me that anyone could think that Destiny is faster than Halo. What do you mean? Like, you've played both of them. Yeah. Which Halo, right? <laughs> but, yeah. Well, we're like, talking about Halo 5 here, right? Headshot. No, but I mean, like, when you know, Destiny launched. from a time-to-kill standpoint, right Destiny now, one, people even, feel it's still. too slow. Like, that, everybody, like, wants the three-hand cannon, Ice Luna, like, feeling headshot. And right now, Midnight mm-hmm. Coup, Better Devils, and all those weapons in the hand cannon space are four-tap. It's a I still huge, think that's fine. I know, but that right there is the reason why I think it's so difficult to balance. The, yeah, they would need to change the context in which that is taking place. They would right. need to make it a less yeah, like team-focused, everyone, team-shooting game. If everyone dies in 0.5 seconds, then it doesn't what does matter it matter? what weapon exactly. you're using. Yeah. Right. But right there, that's the difference. Vigilant is point. Vigilant swing is 0.8, and it's so, increased a lot, and everybody wants most of the time to kill to be around that I for do PvP think, players. I do think Vigilant Swing is like the... That's where we it's, should be looking at TTK. Like that feels what very Destiny good right wants. there. That three burst, like. So TTK. I get that there's an but, extra but there's, shot there's in a, the there's a, swing, but there's a dissonance between the idea of having a super fast, skill based, uh, really quick TTK game and having an RPG where you're getting weapons that do different things yeah. and have a variance in their yeah. gameplay styles. You can't have both. They don't mix. This has been my argument, though. It's impossible to balance 2,000 weapons. If you want to just have 10 weapons on the battlefield, This like is nothing Halo, new, dude. Okay? Like, no, this is, but this, this, is the, that... this is the argument. You want the TTK right now to increase or stay the same, or decrease or stay the same. Hey, where's Diablo 3 PvP? I think it's fine where it is right now. It there doesn't exist go. because... That is the the core issue. Same thing with World of Warcraft. In World of Warcraft now, when you queue up for PvP, everybody's normalized to the same stat range within give or take 10%. All the legendary, which are like exotic effects, are completely turned off. So that's where the game plays well, PvP. When you start throwing in these crazy variables, either you make it this crazy Wild West RPG, I've been playing for 3,000 hours and I'm going to stomp your face in, or... You make it this skill-based fun thing. You cannot... They're mutually exclusive. Let me just say something really quickly. I feel like the weapons need to be adjusted so that each feels differently and has different TTKs, et cetera, so that's one thing that needs to be changed. But uh, I think the the bigger complaint that most people have are uh, supers feel pretty good right now. Yep. Hunters should still one-shot with... uh, Golden Knight. Gun. With Knight. Oh, with uh, Night, Night Stalker. Stalker. Please, yes. Yeah. It's only like, a headshot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, the final one is just that our abilities feel underwhelming. A little muted. It's so, like, I punch you. I don't even take out your shield. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, you the, know? The, the I hit you with a grenade and tag you. Oh, I tag him with a grenade. He's not going to die, though. And but, that, that's the area where I feel needs the most work because as a superpower guardian, you're supposed to feel powerful and that's been taken away. So, so that's the thing that you can't have a dual melee time to kill if you can run up and just one melee hit somebody. So why not, not one just, melee, why not but I should dies. take out a big chunk here. Like, why not just diminishing returns on melees? How has nobody suggested that yet? Maybe, yeah. But that but, seems like a very obvious, like, well, shoulder charge, take out a big portion of your health, switch to the gun. And for those who don't know what diminishing returns are is when you do something more than once, the loses effect... Loses effectiveness. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, like, the first melee does 100 damage, the second one does 25 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's like, huge, but 50. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sure, sure, sure. sure. But, yeah, <laughs> if, you, if you two melee, somebody should die. Right now, it's three. <clears throat> I don't know. Yeah, about have you ever have you ever <laughs> have you ever meleeed someone to death from Maybe full health? Three, it's three like I could like walk away, grab lunch, and come back and but still that, be meleeing. But that's the reason so why you can't have a short time to kill and then not have it that way, or everybody would just walk around meleeing. Destiny one was two, but that so I'm saying I'm of the mindset that most people are complaining about Destiny two right now because the time to kill is longer than Destiny one. You're telling me you think it's fine. 
I mean, I, think it's fine. I, I don't know. It's, what I think it's I think super right fine. Now. In hey, fact, think, yeah, I the think the melee fights you get into are fine. No, really. There you go. That's so there's the all part. these there's variables. different variables that need to be adjusted. Weapons. Let's talk about weapons. They, so there, yeah, but what's your point? They're, they're so there's deterring. lots of variables. It's not my. I can still point out. But pointing out what needs to be changed. How melees should be two deaths. But two, it sounds like hits, you're saying, you're like, not, not three. Yeah, but well, there's all no, these variables. So you got to give them slack. So like, in the, sure, way, that, maybe, in the way that CG like, was talking about, like, it. about, uh, I forget what we were talking about, but he was saying it wasn't a, a completely objective yes or no. Yeah. Like, having a three melee kill that's deterring people from meleeing, which is making them use abilities, making them use, with the exception of shoulder charges, help. like <laughs> grenades uh, and shooting. So that's a design decision, and I can get behind that um, if people feel as though, I, I think the bigger issue for me with melee is I'm running around a corner preparing this big massive smash on this dude mm-hmm. shoulder charging him and he's able to do more damage with his returning melee mm-hmm. and get a one up on the fight so there's no point for me to shoulder dude, charge unless they're almost dead as a main, as, as a titan main yeah like traversal is the one reason you right. use shoulder charge yep. now yeah. Unless it's Which the most do. situational like, thing. Like, if you're chasing right. a guy whose shield you've already taken down, <laughs> then maybe. But, like, or if they're already damaged and have no shield. But it's weird because, like, there are times when I'll charge around the corner. I'll clearly get the jump yeah. on someone, though they have full health, and I nail them with my shoulder charge, and they can turn around. And before I can melee them again yeah. and again, they can just shoot me. So yeah. why even incentive? There's yeah. no so here's incentive the, to use shoulder charge at all. Correct. Which is, and which it's is even a big worse. Problem. It's like, even worse. If I hit somebody with shoulder charge, I'm like, ah, oh, damn, I hit them with shoulder charge. I lost my traversal mechanic. Yeah, exactly. Well, the good news is the traversal mechanic. It's a negative to yeah. use your shoulder Because shoulder, the shoulder crazy. recharge mechanic is yeah. now more effective as a traversal mechanic yeah, right. at getting yeah. away than it is in actually, actually hitting somebody. And it feels so good in PvE. And yeah, that's the other thing feels good in PvE and it feels strong in PvE where if you hit a group of like, you know, not elites, but like regular red bar, he- yeah. like, yeah, you <laughs> take out the one you hit and do like 99% damage to all the ones behind it. It feels really good. Here's one that does still feel good. I think Hunter Knife still feels pretty good. It's it feels good because it's fast, but oh yeah. yeah. And just to be clear, real quick, don't yeah, mean to interrupt. The reason I keep talking about Titans is because that's the class I play. Yeah, right. Like, yeah. I can't really speak to Hunter melee because I haven't played yeah. a lot of it in Destiny. I mean, too. you Warlock have... mostly use it as a shield. Though. Yeah, I mean, Hunter's the weakest because of just there's no recharge. Yeah, like Warlocks or Titans. But I mean, within the context of Destiny One, there was armor that allowed you to have faster melee, and sometimes people liked that, sometimes people didn't. But I'm I'm curious to. It's interesting to me. There's no. You know, PvP TTK increase yet? That's the thing that people are looking for. Well, I, I, who, you guys who don't seem people? like you care. No. I think for the most part, like I would say, the larger part of the Destiny community that feels like they're not coming back to play the game PvP wise. They well, want also, a like I'm also of the opinion that uh, I, I guess so. What the is vocal that? people? Just saying, a lot of vocal people right now on YouTube and but that's what's really this is what's really exciting about the PTR. Is yes. they can take it in all these different directions. I agree. I think. Having a very short time to kill completely diminishes any kind of variance that you would get from loot. And this being a loot-driven PvE-centric game, yeah. not a PvP-centric game, hey. this is the only place where you can experience raids in first person to the fidelity that they are. And I feel like that's a more valuable experience that is drawing more people in and giving the game a longer tail than what I feel to be not that great of a PvP experience relative to things like Overwatch or the... Uh, the tension that I'm able to f- feel in, in PUBG or Fortnite. That's I, I, my opinion. Of it. I just realized we went 20 minutes on that segment a little Jeez. bit longer than I meant to. <laughs> but uh, uh, what was I going to say? I forgot. Is there any final points you want to make about the PTR? No, I think what's interesting is, yeah, the PTR is a really positive thing. And I hope that they will introduce things in it like an only snipers mode or an only whatever. They lock loadout or they decrease the time to kill and see what that plays like. That is what I want. Sure. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think uh, the PTR is going to be great. The issue that the community has is they always say it's time to kill. I think that is an oversimplification For sure. of the problem. Totally agree. It's dramatically totally agree. Yeah. It's just one aspect of like a make. 10 different point problem. Yeah, I absolutely Because it's time to kill with agree. one, the melee ability. Because I guarantee like that you, is one facet of the time to kill that yeah, needs to be adjusted. Yeah. I guarantee ARs you, or another. I guarantee you what happens if you just overall lower the TTK. What that means is most people who come to this game is kind of like, they're not core players. They're like casual players. They're going to hop into PvP, get wrecked, like instantly yeah. evaporated. And then guess what? You have the same thing you had in Destiny 1, which is everyone just whining about shotguns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, die so too fast. This is why I think they changed it overall. So I'm excited about the PTR. I know we got to move on. Yeah, that, that is the thing. But to make it sound like it's easy, to me, it's like, yeah, you're either appeasing one crowd or you're not. I mean, I none think. of this is easy, no, but it doesn't make it that they shouldn't do it. You know? No, but yeah. to me, it's like they can't change it every day. So that is the problem. I feel like people are just going, hey, we want to change. And until you do that, I'm out. 
And that well, they can try it on the PTR. I think they can go nuts. Yes, this is going to be great place where they can go crazy. Yep. Well, we'll see, but I hope it's going to be great. Yeah. Uh, the next thing we're going to talk about are Bungie's roadmap changes, and this had me actually really excited. Mm-hmm. Um, camera guy switching switching to a camera. I didn't expect his tallies <laughs> aren't working today. But anyway, yeah. Uh, so May 29th, we're getting exart, exotic armor changes. That was much faster. Exotic, exotic. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. I'm calling it. Snowy. Uh, ones. Off my game today. I haven't eaten. <laughs> So, yeah, Uh, faction rally improvements, strike changes, 360 legendary drops for every three to five heroic strike completions. That is huge. That actually wasn't even on the roadmap. That was a a separate paragraph. I still think that's a little bit low, but we can. But I mean, at least you're getting something (laughs) and at least there is a power progression within heroic. I've probably done a total of five heroic strikes, period. Let's get into that in just a second. Let me finish the rest of the news. The news there. Uh, Solstice of Heroes, prestige raid layers are coming in July, year one triumphs and more exotic armor changes. Those are all for July, including the Salsa Heroes. And then September, we're getting gear collections, records, weapon slot changes. Weapon slot changes. That's big. Weapon randomization and Ooh. new gameplay modes. Iron Banner bringing back Bannerfall. Yes. I think it's going to be called Bannerfell. Nice. That was That'd my be guess. Funny. <laughs> that <laughs> was so The tower's good. all messed up. It's yeah. definitely changed. It's uh, really good. I love uh, that map. What, are, like what, are, uh, what are gear collections? Yeah, Somebody so who knows? Out. I'm guessing it is their solution for the vault. Yeah. Yes. Everyone's using Destiny sets right now yeah. to be like, what do I have on my checklist? And if this is anything like that, yeah. I would be tremendously happy. Yeah. And just knowing that it, it sounds like it's some sort of solution to address the vault space problem yeah. makes me really, really happy. Yeah, the random rolls thing, I was never really you know, wanting to Let go Let me say away. one thing. If this does address the problem, when you launch <laughs> Destiny 3 yeah, right, or whatever right, it's right. called, Keep it. Don't revert. There anyway, go. Go no, it's fine. Uh, that's what we were talking about. Like, yeah, uh, the random roll thing. I think when you thought that it was going to be a collection game with a kiosk that wasn't going to fill your vault to max 200 and now mm-hmm. 300, if that is a solution for this where you don't need to have tons of stuff in your vault and it's a checklist, I'm game for that. Yeah. That is good. Exactly like the you way you just go and buy it with shards. The yes. way that exotics work right now. Yes. I think yes. They should just, I mean, I, I, it sounds like a lot. But I feel like it's the only solution. Just have that for legendary sets as well. Yeah, within yeah. the context of this is your raid kiosk. This is the heroic strike kiosk. Maybe this is just your armor kiosk. What and if you can you tap had, through it? What like, if you had interesting set bonuses for the set you get from the yeah. different planets? Because some of those, like you got the weird uh, yeah, kind of one yeah, on Titan. Yeah, <laughs> never know. So basically, to me, to me, the collection kiosk just needs to be the vendors that are there. Like mm-hmm. right now, if you go into right? if you go into Zavala and Shaxalot, you can preview <laughs> everything they drop. Just allow it when True. I check it off to be like. Boom, yeah. I grab that hey, back. You anytime. can buy these. The same way they're doing the prismatic exactly. matrix right now. You've yeah. collected these already. You can buy them again. Well, you can't buy it. them again, but if you let me do yes. that, I can pick it up again if I want it. Yeah, yeah so. that's how it should be. That'd so be I'm really, really excited about that. What about these exotic armor changes? Dude, that's the thing I think most yeah. people are yeah. focusing on in the community now is like, all right, we've recognized that you've done a lot to change wep- exotic weapons, and it's been great. Yes. Yeah. It's been great. I dig yeah. it. Yep. Uh, now, because you've done that, it actually seems. <laughs> yeah. Give me more. No, no, no. It just seems like exotic armor is actually kind of pale by comparison. Like it does. Oh, the yeah. changes to exotic weapons kind of almost underscore how Graviton. weak the armor mm-hmm. has been. So good. Like, yeah. I don't know about you guys, but I became like supremely reliant on Twilight Garrison mm-hmm. in yeah. Destiny One, which is the Titan. That is oh, Twilight Garrison, sure. yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Air dodge. Mine was Armamentarium. Yeah. I wanted my two grenades, oh. which is back, by the way. Super happy. Armamentarium uh, with two Titan lightning grenades. Right? Yep. Oh, the yeah. most OP thing in the world. So those are the types of things we want is the same criticisms we had as of exotic weapons, which was that they didn't feel powerful or necessary. Yeah. Uh, make them feel, make exotic armor feel powerful and necessary and you will have like the admiration of a lot of the people in the community there's like about that. There's like one, maybe two per subclass right now, like War Rig on Titan. <clears throat> you got yeah. Orpheus Rig Alpha and Lupa. Celestial. Yeah, yeah. But even then, on, it's like War Rig is like, okay, great, if you, you like fight. auto rifles. Well, the new, well, yeah, yeah. It's good for I mean, PV, that, PvE. That's, that's oh, the one that PvE jumps PvE out to me sure, is like yeah. changing gameplay. That uh, Mask of the Quiet One, which is but what I use. Yeah. Even, even that, like reading into, and it's like you get three stacks of increased grenade charge when you melee, and it's like too much. I want a thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think Graviton Lance is brilliant in its simplicity and its brevity, 
Mm-hmm. It's just it does this amazing thing that is immedi- yeah. immediately yeah. understandable. Twilight what Garrison. Yeah. You get an air dodge. Yeah. That's so awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think it's Wormhusk. Uh, the Hunter exotic helmet is actually disgusting. So much so that some people like it and some people don't from a standpoint of PvP. It's yeah. super yeah. cheap when you do a yeah. fade step and you get <laughs> yeah. your health back. That's yeah. nuts. Yeah, that I didn't want to use that one, but that one was pretty dirty. The, the exotics are yeah. getting a little bit more exotic. You wanted to comment on the strike changes. Yeah. Um, the heroic strike changes. So you guaranteeing get- 360. Yeah, I, I, I think that we all... It was this very... It was like... Going along this very nice road, this very beautiful, brilliant scenery, and then all of a sudden you're just like, Hoppa! and this crazy speed bump, and that speed bump <laughs> is hitting 345, uh-huh. uh, jumping into strikes, which feel, in terms of both their complexity as well as like the logistics of getting a group together to do them or being able to matchmake, like the next logical thing after beating the story, yeah. it's like, okay, go into heroic strikes. They're challenging. They're fun. Mm-hmm. I think um, the Herald of Zol fight is one of my favorite strike like the mechanics. Yeah. It's really good. boss fights. And uh, so it's a really, 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 really bitter aftertaste when it's you come like, out of that like with that? literally nothing. Oh. Yeah, right. <laughs> nothing. Yeah, there's like, absolutely nothing. And so that, that, that to me felt really bad. Um, I want to run strikes. I want a reason to go back and run strikes. Zavala now has that like uh, rep system as well as some of the other vendors. That's cool. Even in Destiny One, they announced or like grinding strikes became a thing. Like that, you would do. You just group up with your friends and you would just run ten or fifteen strikes in a row because you could do them pretty quick. You would activate one of those little medallions that gave you increased bonus, and then you would make sure to use your three of coins every time, and it would up your drop rate like significantly. Yeah, and it's like. That was so the strike itself by itself didn't really give you these rewards like yeah. out of hand, but you would you but it gave you mechanics to stack it in your favor such that you wanted to invest a bunch of time into it, and then people mm-hmm. did, and that is just something these strikes aren't doing right now. Well, Rise of Iron gave us a huge reason to go back to strikes because that's how you got over that middle gap, yeah, yeah. before end game. That's but, the problem that Duggan's talking yeah. about and, right and now. I was like, that gap just hasn't been addressed. I, w- I want to talk about a larger it problem is, in progression, which is fantastic, is, hasn't yet. There's a larger problem in progression. Um, that Bungie clearly understands how progression should work mm-hmm. up to 265, up to 345. Mm-hmm. And then they go to this weird free-to-play gotcha game mobile thing where I'm logging in to get weekly and daily bonuses instead of doing the content I want at the pace I want. Mm-hmm. I think historically trying to bottleneck people's progression to extend the time that you're playing a game has been something that a lot of developers have tried and almost always it's met with a poor reception because it doesn't feel good. If I want to invest 70 hours in a week but I want to no life this thing, let me, please. I want to yeah. Destin Ligaria. Yeah, yeah, like, like, like yeah. And, and, and what, what's yeah. screwed up about that is you can do that, yeah. but just you're not up, through Justin. their own design. Yeah. You can do it by circumventing the systems that they have put you in have place to run by three having all. They all have to be different. Right. And yeah. so then they what do they do? They okay, well now you can't have duplicate characters. It's like they're yeah. going back to fix a problem that they've only created because they haven't just stuck with that easy intuitive progression system. Yeah. And, but and here's I, the question for you. Right. Do you think that as you get to that end game uh, that it should taper off your progression should slow? Because I, I do ab- think it I, should. I, I absolutely do. And yeah. there's that, like, that curve Forever is very important. 29. It doesn't like it should slow, be, though, Sean. Like it should it's be a brick wall. They actually call it a brick wall in their update. Right. And, and then the other thing, the too, problem. is, like, yeah. the, the concern about uh, stratifying content, having just, sorry, I'm sorry, stratifying rewards and items for just raids and things like that, which they're, they're finally leaning into. And I think they need to do more of that. I know it's not a great solution because, like, it does alienate your casual player base. Yeah. But I would say that raids are approachable enough. I just think, like, by the time you're done with the story, you can do heroic strikes. And then you can attempt raids, but it's really difficult. And I by mean, the time you're done with heroic strikes, you can do raids, and then you can attempt pretty, prestige, pretty but it's really difficult. Yeah. Like, it's just, a, it's just a very, um, it should be very intuitive system that they already have up until these soft caps yeah what do you think Sage? the token system is really the overarching theme that we're not talking about because the stuff that you were talking about in destiny one sean you do that because you'd not be able to get like ten thousand, you know tokens to change into the slot machine you do it once or twice then go to pick up your um your xp right that was it from the bounties, from the bounties, which are or, coming back, yeah, or from the you know the quartermaster, or whoever's got the challenges. So then it doesn't turn into like a slot machine for twenty minutes, and I didn't get anything. So there's a there's a certain amount of they're giving us too much loot in the way of the token system, which people I don't think enjoy. 
Yeah. That was not the case in I, Destiny yeah. 1. You grinded your strikes, you grinded PvP, you went back to shacks, and you collected this one thing that you were hoping to get, yep. like mm -hmm. longbow synthesis or something. But you'd also get the drops in, like from the bosses. Which you, I think is totally fine. Yeah. You would, but, yeah. in, killing but in now in Destiny 2, you're getting like 50 million blues, and then you're sitting at the Postmaster. Thank God for allowing us to delete and stuff you know, from the vault. Yeah. But that's the reason why people feel a little bit over loot saturated, because... There's these ways to get loot, and nothing kind of really matters. After, it's, after it's running true, all my raids, I just I just sit there at my postmaster. I'm like, all right, it's inventory <laughs> management time. See you guys in an hour. I mean, I don't mind that, like yeah. managing what? and like talking to thing, like managing your inventory, managing your gear. That's part of the game, right? It, it is. But now but like, that there's a square to delete it from the postmaster in the vault, that makes it so that. much yeah, no, better. Yeah. But it's crazy that that's still. Kind so of I've an talked issue. about like wanting to get that Zavala ship. Uh, yeah. yeah, and as cool. as a, a funny secondary side effect you're talking about, the items are actually annoying. Like right. when I'm getting, I'm just <laughs> just filling up my inventory. It's like, hey, I don't want this vault. Just that's, give that's me the right. shards or something like that. <laughs> that's what yeah. Destiny One was. It wasn't, hey, you need to turn in 50 million tokens to get what you don't want. It's like, hey, you move up to this progression, then you get this one thing. And here's that, your marks. Here's your marks. You'd yeah. only usually get one mm -hmm. item each time, and you couldn't stack it. You had to go each time and pick it out when your XP. Uh, it, it's the same thing, yeah. just different. The final thing I'll I'll talk about on this uh, point is that I feel like anybody who's making an RPG progression item-based system that wants to make the loot feel cool, wants to know about how stingy or not stingy they should be with giving it out to their player base and what should reward it. Um, Josh Mascara gave this fantastic talk both at GDC as well as, I believe it was the, the BlizzCon of the following year, about Diablo 3. It was in a really terrible place with its loot. Yeah. They did a loot 2.0 thing, and it came down to um, less frequent but more epic drops that's what we like. You know, we like getting the masterworks that are 10 Your levels higher. On the right. We like getting yeah. the exotics. Those feel cool. Getting my 10th pair of, like, uh, the, the Desolator. The, right, right, right. What, whatever the legendary, like, generic Retro sets are. Retrograde, whatever. Right. I, I don't get that care. All the time. Yeah. De Destiny One system was was pretty good. I think if they it had, had improvement if at they, the yeah, end, it, did. it was. I think like if we were to actually say what we enjoyed the most, if Destiny One was pretty much the exact same with a knockoff table, so you didn't get the same helmet at a drop every time that you wanted maybe legs mm -hmm. or chest or whatever. That that system was actually pretty good, and but, it's mean, not bad now. But even it just, it, the loot doesn't feel special in a way. Uh, that's true. Yeah. Sorry. Go, go ahead, Sean. If you got one last point, yeah, just but like, I do want. But even talk that, about even the other. whole getting duplicates thing is part of the whole loot drop thing. Yeah. You know, like I just think they do they overdo it. Yeah, yeah. the infusion for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the last topic was escalation protocol. Uh, we Duggan and I both went through the entirety of the experience. We were yeah. able to get our drops. I Duggan did as well. got something. Oh, you did. I did not get a drop, but I did. You didn't get. Oh, sorry, did buddy. you not level up your thing? Uh, no, I got because uh, I'm only at like 265. But we did the whole, you know, what? get in with like a or 365. Sorry, yeah. we did with, get in a <laughs> yeah, whole bunch couldn't. of seven people. But yeah. yeah, I didn't end up getting anything out of it. Uh, one point of feedback. It, it desperately needs matchmaking of yep. some sort. The yep. way that we're getting nine people in there is ridiculous. Yeah, that cannot it, it, be disputed. I no. think. I think yeah. like yeah. yeah, in the same way. So, that, yeah. so Cosmo did say on Reddit that he responded he, saying that he's let the appropriate teams know. But to me, this is retroactive. Like we said before, like come on, this is a no-brainer. This is an experience. I don't think you can do without nine people. It is very, very. It's nine the max. Uh, nine, nine yeah, is the nine max. is yes. the max. Well, so Three groups let's eight. preface this. Nine is the max when you can get four different or three different, three different. like hosts yeah. and then you can kind of so like, yeah. for folks at to home together. who don't want to mess with a vpn number one a, yeah. a vpn is the best way to do it but basically what you do is you find people in like your discord community yeah. who all live in the same area a bunch of us obviously all work together yeah. and then you just queue up to go into Repeated. mars you go to the southern point because you don't want to go to the northern point because it's more populated so you really have to game the system to be able to do this which that part sucks. That another, part should not be in the game, period. Another way I saw on Reddit is you can message random blueberries, say, hey, will you let, let my friend in. join you as a friend, yep. and then leave. Which is what we used to yeah. do. Uh, <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, Court of Oryx. Court of Oryx. Yes. yes. We'd yeah. like join someone, go see if someone was there, and be like, hey, yeah. can you invite yeah. my friends? Yeah. So we'll kick you out. So my yeah. only <laughs> thing. <laughs> exactly. That's a great experience. Old world, man. Yeah. My only thing is I'm Honestly, wondering. Honestly, oh, sorry. I didn't even think about it. When I was doing, yeah. we did, I jumped in with these guys and was doing it. Was it last night, late? Yeah. No, you guys. Me. This yeah. week. Yeah. yeah. And uh, 
we had a full group of people, and I didn't even give that a second thought. It's amazing how you guys got that all. It's honestly yeah. fantastic. It's like doing a, a step with like, get in here now. We have yeah, a spot. Yeah, he texts me all the time. If get anyone random cues in here, you've lost your spot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so aside from that, aside from that completely unacceptable oversight, which. <laughs> But okay, but seriously, aside from that, seriously, aside from that, I don't know how that happened, but let's forget, let's pretend for a hot second that you are able to just queue as a group of nine, go into this private instance and do this thing. I think it was one of the coolest PV experiences I've ever had in Destiny. Yeah, it was really intense. Like one of the things I noticed immediately was like uh, people were really good at keeping the mic clear. They were just communicating necessary information, but really, really fast. Like there'd be like wizards behind us, and everyone's like, "Yep, wizards behind us got that." Like we got to take out those uh, those knights in the corner. They're just lobbing shit at us. And and if someone's like, "Hey, for lunch, shut up!" Yeah, my favorite thing. My favorite (laughs) thing was I had this epiphany moment. This intuitive, like raid design, um, imbue the player with the ability to understand the fight because it's intuitive enough and not. Uh, yeah. opaque and ridiculous deep, so yes, I'm, I'm getting times. to a place with destiny raids that i'm becoming less and less thrilled fighting these bosses because they boil down to some form of a static boss that is standing totally still is like a statue and you do some kind of opaque weird puzzle mechanic to bring down the shield and then you have a dps phase and you rinse and repeat and that's cool for one or two fights i, I think callus is a pretty good fight i think argos is, argos is a really, a really good. good fight yeah this most recent one i'm i'm not that up on i still have to beat it but anyway you, you i it took me 14 hours, but I did it. That's cool. By the way, seem that I did it before CJ. Congratulations. I Hooray! beat him in the 1v1, but he got me in the yeah. raid. That's CJ fair. did get me in the 1v1, Wizen, whatever. Uh, yeah, Wizen Rebuke. But th- so that's <laughs> that's interesting because for me, I was wanting to go into it. Now, this was a crazy busy work week, and I'm still only at like, I think, 262 or 3. Um, yeah, playing that part of the raid up to that point was still really fun. And those mm-hmm. experiences and the way you engage in those raids, great. Like, it's a great job. Sure. Escalation Protocol, though. Really fun, too. Let me just finish this point about Escalation Protocol. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the the mechanic is, spoilers, that you kill this knight, you take his sword, and you you have to bring down a shield. Funny enough, to my (laughs) point that I made about bringing down shields. But the boss is moving around. It actually feels like a boss. It doesn't feel like a statue. Um, And it is is fighting you. It is fighting you in the way that a Dark Souls boss would. It has animations that it does when you get close to it. And uh, one of the coolest things was this group dynamic of figuring out okay how do we bring the shield down and what we settled on was we all get the sword we have a titan with bubble that titan has to go in but if that titan goes in and just tries to slam the bubble he'll just get knocked away and the bubble will be too far so i run in beforehand feign the attack he does the attack during that animation one of our titans comes in drop the bubble we drop the shield then we all go back in dps there are ads everywhere it felt like it was really um, taking advantage of all the things that Destiny 2 does That's well. exactly what I was going to say is the fight, like what I experienced was it's everything that I want from hard Destiny encounters. Yes. One of the things I didn't like about some of the stuff that we got in Leviathan was like, it would be like, here's this obscure puzzle mechanic and then a DPS phase, but the DPS phase is a DPS check. Yeah, and you're, just, you're just standing, standing there trying to do as much damage as you can. Yeah. Where I think it really tests player skill when it's like, all right, you have to do a lot of damage, but you have to survive, and you can't stand where you are because if you do, you get pummeled. Exactly, and that's destiny. That's what it teaches you, yeah, both in move, PvP, shoot, move, at the beginning shoot, of the yeah. game, through the entire experience. It's about moving, shooting. It's about ability. Mm-hmm. It's about uh, I'm sorry. It's about mobility, yes. and it's about leveraging your abilities to stay alive. Mm-hmm. And when you do these fights with Callus and Argos, this other fight, you're just standing no, still, no. shooting so, a boss. Argos, I disagree because Argos literally, you have to run and jump everywhere. You have to get to points to, to uh, crit him just, in order then, to. But then when you get on the platform, you just shoot a spot. Yeah, but you, you have still. to do it in order to actually, you know, trigger multiple phases. So I yeah, like well, Argos. To me, Argos. He's, I think Duggan's argument is that it's still stationary. Yeah, Argos. Yeah. So here's the thing: is yeah. ask yourself this question. Like, I like Argos too. Me too. But like, when you're doing that, like, shoot his like spine back, like weak yeah, points yeah. thing. Is he firing back at you? He's just standing no, there. not there. So I will, I will say yeah. what I thought was good about Escalation Protocol, which I knew I would like, is it sounds like what you're saying, Duggan, is it's in the open world environment. It's not contained yeah. in an isolated area. You can kind of go anywhere, and that do anything. I really liked, and Court of Oryx was you know a little bit like that. Oryx is a big stationary boss, but he moves around, he yep. slams stuff, he's still yep. messing well, with and you And you the move whole a time. lot, too. Like he's you, still shooting at you. Remember, yeah. like, you know, the whole time you're controlling yeah. ads, you're yeah. trying to make sure you're killing vandals and killing knights, and you're... Mm-hmm. Killing the ogres in the same spot so that you can stack the orbs and stuff. And there's the shadow phase. Like, there's a lot of complexity and movement to those fights. And I actually yeah. think, like, I, I think overall, King's Fall is probably my favorite raid. But I think, in terms of a good balance between shooting, moving, and puzzle mechanics, is actually mm-hmm. Wrath of the Machine. Like, look at that Axis fight. Like, yeah. 
when he teleports. Stationary boss that you shoot in the face. He teleports. He moves. True. You're right. He does move. Like he moves. Yeah. Like he doesn't scurry around, but like <laughs> yeah. he teleports. Like yeah. he goes, yeah. and you don't no, know right. where he's going to go. And you have to keep him in that state in order to beat him. Yeah. yeah. And like, so he'll teleport, and then you have to communicate, like, oh, I'm on this side. I'm yeah. going to slam him. Meanwhile, the other dude on the yeah. other side has to slam the platform. That was good. Then you can trigger a DPS phase. Yeah. And that whole time, you're still controlling ads. You're still not getting, like, you have to remember, you have to kill the servitors and stuff. Yeah. Like, there's all this really complexity, uh, complex stuff to it. And that's what I love about Escalation Protocol is, like, it finally feels like that a little bit. Yeah, let me let me just say this. So I did the Warmind review. It's out there. And it, it was a really, really difficult review for me to write because there are a lot of mechanical problems that you can't match make for Escalation Protocol. You hit that wall and the power regression. Heroic Strikes, strangely, aren't a, a power climb. Mm-hmm. The story is... I still like the story a little bit more than Sean. I don't think it's as bad as Sean does. Uh, it's it's just too, told too quickly. Oh, for I don't sure. feel like there's any character yeah, mo- motivations allowed to be. I don't remember story. anything about any story in Destiny Two. Yeah, I just don't. It's so expository, yeah. which is yeah. crazy because so. that was the biggest complaint in Destiny yeah. One. It was talking over comms. They've tried to rectify that. So and it's still one of the biggest complaints. So what I what I just want to say about that is that is the Warmind review. But Warmind has also done something else that makes me feel more confident than ever about my 8.5 for Destiny 2 that I give on the initial review of the initial game, even with the problems that it had. I'm just I'm more invested than ever in grinding up my power levels. I have that power level chase again. I have yep. three new three raid encounters that I can experience in the game so far. Yeah. There's problems with there's problems in every facet of destiny that need yep. to be adjusted right but i am just enjoying my time in the game again and it's something they've changed with how you get gear just doing stuff feels more rewarding and i'm very happy about yeah. that and there's more stuff to do this is yeah. something i had no perspective yes. on until probably recently because you guys have played destiny one you had three years of content to go through and do um on a weekly basis and have a lot of fun and variance there i had the leviathan yeah, as a PC player with Destiny yeah. Two, and now having the Leviathan, the two raid layers, the Leviathan. There's a reason to do Leviathan yeah, escalation Prestige, protocol, which right. didn't exist, and you have two raid layers, right? So that feels good, and it feels like, man, if we had three times that, that would be something I'd do every week. So I really, really hope. My biggest hope when I think about what I want out of Destiny in the future, it's it's not stuff that can be implemented in the next couple months. I really want Destiny Three to be the final game, and I want it to be kind of like a Master Chief collection in the sense that we're bringing back every raid from one, every raid from two, and we're also moving forward with this. Right. But this is the game. Mm-hmm. This is what everybody wants with Destiny. I, I, I'll pay $60 every three years if I have to and $40 in expansion. Mm-hmm. World of Warcraft that set that model up. That's totally fine. I just don't want to lose my progress and I don't want to lose the ability to play these experiences with the community sure. that has been built around this game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. That must have been like a huge decision initially when they were talking about the 10-year span. That's what kind of we all thought. Yeah. And I think from a PC development standpoint, obviously it's a lot easier to do that when you don't have console cycles in the mix. Like, are we going to see a PlayStation 5 at E3? I don't know, right? Yeah. And if yeah. you do, I mean, that's probably going to change the game again. Yeah. So. I mean, people go back to that 10-year game thing, and I don't think that that's what anyone... I mean, I don't know well, that see, anyone Thieves really... Well, supposed to be that. Anthem's supposed to yeah. be that now. Like, everybody's adopting that philosophy. But the idea, it's yeah, crazy but, to me. But the idea, and I don't mind the... There are some games that I think work like that, like, you know, the Counter-Strikes of the World and stuff, Overwatches. PC. Yeah, like, yeah. they don't need an Overwatch 2. It just mm-hmm. continually evolves yep. over yeah. a long period of time. I think that games that are Double tethered space. to consoles have a particular challenge to face there sure. because at some point yeah. the game becomes too hard to run for the older consoles. Yep. And you need a – and also just from a marketing and business perspective, like there's hype and a new opportunity yeah. to attract new players if you're going to launch launch Destiny 3 or whatever. But you're right. When Destiny was announced, we all had this sense that it was going to be the first dedicated like games-as-a-service thing, this game that just ever evolved over and over and like you know without – major sequels and stuff like that. And if it could really commit to that sort of yeah. philosophy and design sensibility going forward, you might actually see something that is like really entertaining for the long run, the way like yep. a World of Warcraft. I would love to go oh, back oh, and do Wrath of the Machine, yeah. like with my oh, character man, right yeah. now. You, you guys are bringing amazing. up excellent conversation <clears throat> points, but we're already way over time. And I want to mm. give CJ actually a chance to talk about one listener that's been sending in these cool little videos. That's Ooh. right. And uh, yeah, just kind of give him a shout out before we wrap big, for the day. Big Fletch, big shout out, man. He was yeah. engaged in our little 1v1 battle. He's done a couple tracks uh, for us yeah. uh, in the Fireteam chat space and has been a fan of the show for a long time. So I wanted to yeah. give him a chance uh, to showcase some of his uh, music tracks that he's been doing 1v1 the most epic form of fighting CJ's on his hunter Dess is on his titan tuning each Friday
ain't a five T chat. Dropping on YouTube and the IGN app. The FTC cool is on a whole different level. Catch a headshot from CJ and his bad devil's friend. Got the call out to trials of Osiris. You test his crew, you best not try this. Dessa brings assault, but he still loves the game. And he's quick to point out that the vault is lame. So uh, there's going to be promotional stuff that we'll do over the next little bit and, yeah. and feature him because we just finished our 1v1. So now you're going to have to get another. Uh, yeah, so I have to get another enemy. So there. I don't want to spoil it for those who haven't seen it. If you haven't seen it, go to pause. You, go watch it. Yeah, and then hear go, what John's about. To go say. to the Fire Team <laughs> Chat YouTube channel and watch Destin's one v one. But I loved the cut. I thought it was really funny. That my question Jason is, Getchel. yeah, are we going? Uh, shout out Getchel. to Jason Getchell who edited it. Uh, my question is though, will the winner be facing the winner of me and Fran? Oh, is that who's that sounds next? good. You okay, I was gonna we want to keep these going. No, was, and I don't so want to go up against Steven. The winner of you got no, you got Steven. Steven already lost. Dude, I did an encore. <laughs> I did an encore at the yeah. end, and I crushed Steven yeah. three games in a row. So First, I, sorry, I tired. Pixar didn't death. happen. It's, all right. it's in the video. It's going to be CJ versus all of us. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. In Rumble. <laughs> PvP is really good. I, I will say that we didn't talk about your review, maybe not including um, some of uh, the QOL changes, and that's hard to decipher them. There's a lot yeah. of really good QOL changes. Private matches is one of them, and I'm really excited that it's here. Yeah. I, I agree, but you're like that's why I don't envy a reviewer because like how do you yeah. separate things like quality of life changes when you should be reviewing the game as a standalone thing? Yeah, it's really well, hard. That's my, sta my that's my base yeah. review which it's an 8.5 yeah and that's hard to explain to people too i'm like that's they're like oh would you change your score now i'm like maybe to an eight you mm. know like because I, I i really did not like curse because i felt that actually hurt the destiny brand right and i was mm. really really upset about curse because it was so negatively Gosh, received i replayed community. i replayed yeah. the curse campaign yeah. and it's so bad dude like yeah. Well, and, and that's what's crazy. Osiris literally shows up at the for end for like seconds. three seconds and so is like, long. stop. I'm bald. See ya. Slam your thing <laughs> on his thing. And you're like, okay. okay. Here's I thought power I didn't trust room. you. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. But this is the last point I want to make is it was interesting. I actually hosted the um, Black Ops reveal multiplayer Oh yeah, uh, like for Black Ops 4. What I will say about this is our criticisms. And Sean, it was overwhelming that a lot of people agreed with you. You felt a little underwhelmed by the campaign. Doug and I also were talking about it's probably super difficult to do these kind of traditional linear campaigns when this is the reception. Like even yeah. think Halo 5. Oh my God. And and like the curse campaign was so bad. That's probably the reason why I like Warmind. Because I'm like, at least I kind of can follow what's happening in this mm -hmm. one, so it's it's better. And that's the thing. You think about <laughs> yeah. how much development costs are tied into that. Black Ops 4 is not doing a traditional linear yeah. campaign. And yeah. I guarantee but you... But guess what? Has... I think that sucks. Okay, I so, don't. Yeah. So I don't. I think that uh, realistically decisions have to be made, and I'm way more into the idea of a battle royale or something that could sustain the game for 10 years what as opposed to playing this four-hour-long campaign. I think it's going to okay, be battle royale with 20. We're way over go. time, we guys. Are, we, lore is so super much... important. It's tough. <laughs> it's tough to like make these decisions. There's I... so much going on in Destiny yeah. with Call of Duty, with the, yeah. the other games that are coming out. But the energy on this show well, and in the Royale. office is through the roof. <laughs> it's an excellent change of pace for a yeah, change. It's been a fun. Any final words before we sign off, uh, Sean? Look into fighting against Fran 1v1. All right. Sweet. Duggan? Yeah. Um, even if I stop playing this in two weeks, I had a good time. And I think that's what's important. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. CJ? Uh, I love playing private matches. I want to do a bunch of 1v1s uh, against everybody here. So we'll set up tournaments as well as the community. Uh, so I'll probably end up connecting with people in the community and do a little bit more uh, private matchmaking over the next couple weeks. Well, I'll, all I will say is that's it for this time. Until next time, Guardians, Guardians out. out. So, CJ, you won. I did. I mean, I feel kind of bad. I didn't really know I was using Tracer. Because I was killing you so fast with my wise and rebuke. He admits to cheating. That's good. I mean, I, I will that's say. That's a step in the right direction. It's going to be in the comments section. <laughs> so I apologize. We agreed mm. to use some exotic armor. But you did good. The Let, track cannon was good. Yeah, let's just say this. I did much better than CJ expected. <laughs> the reason he stomped me is because he got heavy first. And I was, you can't do anything. It's really me. tough. Yeah. I, I needed to stay away. And I was playing a, a close range build. The tractor cannon definitely. Yeah, the tractor yeah. cannon is. I, I laughed at you for saying you were going to come at me, yeah. and then those last few kills in the first round, I was actually a little nervous. So yeah. I was like, this timer's ending quickly, right? <laughs> uh. But it was fun. It was really fun, man. I liked it. It was great, yeah. Hopefully we get to do it again. I want a rematch. Rematch? All right. Let's do it. Rematch. Rematch.